All this I laid to my heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, one does not know. Everything that confronts them is vanity, since the same fate comes to all, to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and to the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to those who sacrifice and those who do not sacrifice. As are the good, so are the sinners. Those who swear are like those who shun an oath. This is an evil in all that happens under the sun, that the same fate comes to everyone. Moreover, the hearts of all are full of evil. Madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. But whoever is joined with all the living has hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for giving us your word, your will, your wisdom. We're not asking necessarily that you help us to see the road ahead, although that would be nice. But we ask that you guide us through today with your wisdom and with one another. In the name of Jesus. One of the big teachings of Ecclesiastes goes something like this. Don't say the old days are better than these. You don't say something like that from a place of wisdom. But think about it. Could we not say the same thing but going in the other direction? Which I think is one of the things that Jesus is saying in the Sermon on the Mount. I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks and I can't get the line out of my head of John Lennon's song, Beautiful Boy, that he wrote when his son was born. It's this great song, you know, I can hardly wait to see you come of age, all these lines. But he makes the observation right when he's, he's kind of thinking about his future to not miss this boy right in front of him and how beautiful he is and how full of life he is. And just kind of out of the blue, he says, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. And I said I've been thinking about that for two weeks. I've really been thinking about it for about 30 years. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Don't say the good old days are better than these because it makes you want to live there too much. But also be careful about life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans because you're going to miss today, which is exactly what Jesus, I think, is saying. And it's certainly what Ecclesiastes is saying. The passage that began our sermon was Ecclesiastes 9, 1 through 4, and again, if you think of the whole book of Ecclesiastes in context, we are possibly listening to someone on his deathbed or close to it, 
And he's looking back and he's saying, you know, truth of the matter is, this is where we end up. And I don't think he's trying to be morbid, although sometimes he comes across that way, but I don't think he's trying to be morbid. But what he's at least doing is saying, look, here's where we are, but... And then this line from 9-4, which we were talking about this last night. This would make a great coffee mug. Whoever is joined with all the living has hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Whoever is joined with all the living has hope. This is what we're doing right now. This is what this morning is. This is us joined with all the living right now. This is what we're doing. This is this moment in time, joined with all the living. Hope is good. Hope is really, really good. What if we can go through our days, these days, saying these are days of faith, hope, and love. And then think about this. I know I said don't think too much in the future. Let's think about the future for a minute. Fast forward 2030, 2040, next year, who knows. Think about 2020 and 2021. What are we going to say? What are we going to say about 2020 and 2021? Well, there's a lot we're going to say most likely. But what if we just kind of narrow things down a little bit and say, what are we going to say about us, about this outpost of the kingdom of heaven we call bearing. What was 2020 and 2021? What do you remember? I remember that those were days of faith, they were days of hope, and they were days of love. Well, what else would you say? Well, what else is there? Is there anything better, anything more that we could say? In an effort to take these wisdom ideas from culture throughout space and time, when we went through the wisdom literature of Scripture in women's Bible study years ago, and we went through Job's, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes primarily, one of the days I started the class by playing a song, although it, it sounds more like a kind of like a commencement speech or Ecclesiastes, but it's a song by Baz Luhrmann, you know, the director. So Baz Luhrmann put this thing together, it's song, performance art, whatever you want to call it, but it's called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. And he starts this speech slash song by giving some advice to the young. So picture it like a commencement speech. He's giving some advice to the young, and he says, I'm going to dispense some things to you, but let me start off by saying this, wear sunscreen. And then he ends it by saying all these things, and I'll read a couple of them, but all of these things, and at the very end he says this, that, this, but trust me on the sunscreen. So go listen to it. It, it really is quite good, but one section that really goes with our time right now, and I'm not just talking about our church and summer series I'm talking about our time right now in which we find ourselves. So this is just one little section of Baz Luhrmann's sunscreen. 
Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Saying, don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long and in the end it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. So a little more Ecclesiastes. Go eat your bread with enjoyment. Drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has long ago approved what you do. Let your garments always be white. Do not let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that are given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do with your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Again, I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to the skillful. But time and chance happen to them all. For no one can anticipate the time of disaster like fish taken in a cruel net and like birds caught in a snare. So mortals are snared at the time of calamity when it suddenly falls upon them. I've also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city with a few people in it. A great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. Now, there was found in it a poor, wise man. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that poor man. So I said, wisdom is better than might. Yet the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heeded. And one more time, whoever is joined with all the living has hope. Sometimes life is good, and sometimes it's bad, such is life. I know that Christians for years have been trying to shoehorn in a work ethic-based view of God in our existence, but that dog just won't hunt. And it actually says so, right there in the Bible. So what then? If things just happen sometimes, what then? What do we do? I'm glad you asked. Now we can actually hear Jesus. 
We sit with Jesus around the table, and He serves us good food and says, Take, eat, this is my body. Go ahead and consume. Take in Jesus. Drink this, all of you, in remembrance of me, says Jesus, and the wisdom literature of Scripture adds from the back of the room, and don't forget to enjoy it. Take, eat, this is my body, and don't forget to enjoy it. Drink this, all of you, in remembrance of me, and don't forget to enjoy it. And then Jesus reminds us in His preaching, right in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, store up treasures in heaven. What if we take the consumer image and turn it around? What if we should be consumers? What if we should consume everything, not getting attached to anything on earth, but all earthly goods that moth and rust destroy, all those things that years from now no one will keep? Don't forget to enjoy them. Don't forget to consume the things that are around you and enjoy them. What if they're meant to be consumed? Don't let moths destroy your clothes. Wear your clothes. Don't let rust eat up your car. Drive your car. And I'm not talking about using up the earth. I mean, I can, I can hear the objections, because I've made them myself. Oh, is he su- No, don't use up the earth. I mean, we tried that from the Industrial Revolution until the late 20th century, and we're paying the price for it. The water in Los Angeles, for example, is literally drying up right now. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that we can use, consume, and not lug around with us all our lives, but use them, enjoy them, consume them. Consumer is a bad word in church circles, especially in schools and seminaries and universities that are supposed to train you know, ministers, preachers, pastors. Consumer equals a church where you just come to get something, and so consumer has become a bad word. Don't be a consumer church. You know, where everybody just goes around and picks their favorite thing. Okay, I get that. But what if it's not all bad? What if there are times to use this? What if there are times when we come in here and we are invited to actually be consumers? Come, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Take, enjoy, be filled. What if consumer is exactly what we're supposed to be on this day in this place? What if we even came to church and approached it the way we've been told by preachers is the wrong way? What if it's not? What if we sing Psalm 34? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Enjoy. Eat your food. 
Drink things that hydrate you. Don't take in things that hurt you. And be with God. Take in God. Take in those around you. Love with all your heart, both God and one another. And enjoy the day. Not in some, you know, philosophical sense. I'm talking about right now, today. Just enjoy today. Because today is a day of faith, hope, and love. Amen.